Hello, and welcome to Monday Night Football, your voice for youth soccer, not just for Louisiana, but for the entire northern Gulf Coast. And now, introducing your host, Alan DeRitter. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the September 30th version of Monday Night Football, your voice for youth soccer. I'm Coach Alan Dreddy, your host. And we always start off our show with a prayer. And the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. To God, thanks for the support we've been having on our show. And thank you for uh, letting us enjoy some really great, spectacular weather for our, for our gameplay uh, to start off uh, this next month. I pray that uh, this show will be able to help facilitate all of the great soccer that's going on and that um, we'll be able to finish this club season strong heading into high school. In Christ's name we pray, amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Well, everybody, this show tonight is brought to you again by the LaFouche Soccer Association's Gator Fest, which is coming up in a couple of weeks. Uh, the registration deadline is Wednesday, October 2nd, and there's still some availability there if you're really interested in going there. The following age groups, uh, they need to get some teams uh, registered today. U12 boys, U12 girls, U13 girls, U14 girls, U19 girls, and U18 boys. Again, that's U12 boys and girls, U13 girls, U14 girls, U18 boys, and U19 girls. And they they are very, very accommodating. Uh, get in touch with them, and they'll work with you uh, to get your teams registered. Okay? Well... This weekend, we had an exciting tournament. Uh, again, I wonder how how representative it was of all of the teams in Louisiana, but you, some teams can just afford to go to some tournaments. Like, um, I couldn't send mine to this one. I wanted to, but uh, but um, in these tournaments at $700 a clip almost, not including expenses, it's really hard to, to muster when you're a small club. But anyway, I wanna go over the results because the results do matter. That's why a lot of us here are, are practicing. Again, I don't think the results are the uh, goal for most soccer clubs. Uh, they're just like a measuring stick to see how your team's doing and to give them developmental experience. Uh, if anybody's really into it for, to get these trophies, uh, uh, without this show, I don't think anybody outside of that tournament, unless they go to the website, uh, would know that who won the tournament, who didn't win the tournament. And uh, I don't know if all the fans understand that either. But anyway, let's start off with the girls. Um, with the U11, Lafayette, uh, it was a battle of Lafayette, U11 girls. I'm, and I'm just going over the first division scores, by the way. They were second and third divisions and things of that nature. But U11, uh, Lafayette um, beat their cross-area rival, the Dynamo, 5-1. to one. On U12 of girls, the Baton Rouge, it was a clash of the Baton Rouge Blacks. You had the 08s versus the 09s. And the 08s won two to one. On the U13 level, you had the Mississippi Rush and Homa uh, Lady Hawks. Uh, must have been an exciting game, and that ended up 1 0. For the U14, the Cosmos, uh, and I don't know who the Cosmos is from. All right. And uh, uh, maybe somebody could tell me via the comments. Um, but I, I think uh, uh, they also played a team called the Ascension. Um, uh, team and and I don't know who they are either. All right, so we have two kind of uh, new newer clubs 
a lot of us are not associated with. And they played each other to a 5-4 game with the Cosmos ending up on top. All right, U15 girls, Baton Rouge beat IFC 4 to nothing. And the U17 bracket, Western Florida, it's kind of a neat thing. Uh, some some uh, coaches got their girls all on one high school team saying that to get them to travel and get experience. And they beat Baton Rouge Black 2 to nothing. And the U19, the Lady Hawks, all the mighty Lady Hawks, probably most of them going to uh, Vanderbilt, beat Baton Rouge Black 1-0. to zero. Now, in the boys' division, U11 uh, was U11 and 12 was uh, dominated by the Spartans, the uh, which is a New Orleans club now that was once an offshoot, but now they're they're training at Tad Gormley Stadium and they seem to have a lot of finances going their way, and the results are coming their way as well. The Spartans beat Baton Rouge Black five to two. And for those of you who don't know, the black team in Baton Rouge is the best team, uh, as they denote it. So. Um, the Spartans in the U12 bracket beat the CFC Bulls 3-2. to two. I have no idea what CFC is uh, unless it's Calcasieu Football Club, which I'm thinking that's what it was. Good to see Calcasieu coming across I-10 to go play. Uh, U13, Baton Rouge Black 08 played the Baton Rouge Maroon 07. And I think the, um, the Maroon is like the second or third tier team. Anyway, the Black beat the Maroon 6-1. to one. Um, and, the, um, and so that was a good showing there because Maroon was a little older. U14, Baton Rouge Black beat Lafayette 2-1. to one. In the U15 bracket, um, Baton Rouge Red uh, wound up winning in a round-robin uh, bracket that was really three Baton Rouge teams and one Lafayette team. Uh, in the U16 bracket, Baton Rouge Black beat the Spartans 3-0. to zero. Um, In the U17 bracket, Baton Rouge 03 Black uh, beat Baton Rouge 04 Black 3-2. to two. So the older kids beat the younger kids there. In the U18 bracket, um, the Spartans beat Baton Rouge Black 2-1. to one. Uh, I know a little bit about that team because a lot of those kids are playing for Lusher and uh, Sylvie B. Wright and assorted schools. And a lot of my Dallas South players played for West Bank FC this weekend against them. And uh, and the report was the Spartans uh, U18 team was dynamite. So that's it for the Baton Rouge tournament. Now we really have in, in the Southeastern Louisiana region, two tournaments left, the Sugar Fest and then the Halloween tournament. And I'm hoping that both of those will be great experiences. And then coaches out there and parents, once we get to that, your club season is over unless your kid is going to a showcase tournament. The LHSAA will allow you to go to a showcase tournament. It's got to be approved by the LHSAA. And all the I's have got to be dotted and the T's have got to be crossed. But I'm telling you, 20 years ago, that would not be the case. So we've come a long way. Uh, It does disrupt the team Function, I think what a lot of people don't understand is high school soccer isn't just about player development. It's about teaching life skills and learning, uh, kids learning how to work together on a specific team, okay? Um, whereas on a club, you can have players, two, two or three players playing on two or three different teams and you're doing it, you're working together as a club to be successful. Uh, but as a high school team, you're trying to, trying to 
uh, build life skills that'll help them with their families and help them with their future employment endeavors and help them in college as well. So learn how to work with people, set goals and accomplish these goals and, uh, and, and all these skills that are just vital. So what I'm trying to tell you all is if a kid just ups and leaves and doesn't show up till December, um, that's a problem. And if the high school coach grinds that player and the club coach grinds that player to multiple practices, that person's health is at risk. So you, you got to have really cooperation with both. The club coach has to understand that the high school team is trying to build a rapport and build um, uh, a framework, whereas the high school coach has got to understand that this may be one of the only opportunities their their player can get a chance to be exposed to some colleges. Although I got a lengthy, lengthy text from someone um, last week who basically said that uh, they felt like they've wasted, wasted tons of money uh, putting their kids through club ball when they really should have just stuck with ODP. Uh, they felt like uh, showcase tournaments were really not very well attended by college coaches, although they're advertised to showcase tournaments and that um, their own recruiting process uh, is what got their kid lined up with the college that they're playing in right now. And y'all, there's a whole lot of truth to that as well, okay? For those of you who are listening, some showcase tournaments are full of college coaches, but a lot of these showcase tournaments are designed to make money, okay? That, they call them showcase to, to, to lure a crowd, and then you might have just the local colleges there, you know? Say, for example, if I had a showcase tournament for Soccer Innovations, and I invite, you know, Nickel State, uh, all the girls' schools around here, Southern, uh, Southeastern, um, and the like, I mean, and, and a team comes all the way down from Jackson to play in it, and they they expect to be exposed to college coaches from the southeastern United States, and then it's just those coaches, and that's a huge disadvantage, a uh, huge disappointment, I would say, more than disadvantage for the team coming from Jackson, Mississippi. So I would do your research before you go to a showcase tournament. I would have to have... Uh, a roster of what exact coaches are, are scheduled to be there. They just ask, they'll give it to you, and then hold these tournaments accountable, um, and, and then go from there. Hello, this is Coach Alan DeRitter, and one of the benefits of living in South Louisiana are the many fall festivals you can go to. One problem, however, for us soccer people is that we're out on the fields and are pretty tired after games, and usually we head home instead of going out and enjoying them. Well, one solution I've found for this problem throughout the years is attending the Lafouche Soccer Association Sugarfest. You get all of the great food and festivities along with over 90 teams participating in great soccer. This year's Sugarfest is October 11th through 13th at the Raceland Soccer Complex. The cost is some of the most reasonable rates for any tournament held anywhere. Apply at SigSports.com or just type Sugarfest on any search engine to apply. You gotta hurry for the deadline to get in. It's October 2nd. So come on out and join me at this year's Lafouche Soccer Sugar Fest, October 11th through 13th in Les Elebantons Roulet. For all you parents out there, if your high school coach has has uh, time, really, for a lot of these uh, college programs, uh, for the on the boys' side, there's hardly any scholarships at all. For the girls' side, 
there are plenty of scholarships available, but really Division One and Two, excuse me, Division One and NAIA schools will probably find you if you're good enough to play. Division Two and Three schools don't offer scholarships. Okay, they offer financial aid, and all it takes is your college, your high school coach or your club coach calling the school of your choice, and then arranging a tryout. Or are you going to a camp? The earlier you start this process, the better. If you are a Division One player, though, you already you've already been recruited. If you haven't been recruited and you feel like you are a Division One player, your parents have to got to get the, your information out. And I would suggest not wasting a lot of money on recruiting services. Uh, uh, I would spend a lot of time doing my own research as to what school you want to go to. Find out the location you want to go to. There's a great resources in college and soccer um, that you can you can access. Almost every school is listed there. What their majors are, what their population is, what their team is made up of, uh, where their coach is from, et cetera, et cetera. And I would narrow it down to five schools and then focus your attention sending sending footage and sending letters uh, to these coaches and to see if there's any opportunity for you to be seen. If you're a junior, you got a chance this summer to go to their camps. If you're a senior, you're kind of out of it already. Uh, the, the signing date is coming up in a month, and uh, you'd have to really do some heavy-duty and frantic um, selling of yourself if you're going to get a Division I uh, offer. So, um, soccer, so the showcases, look. If you really want to be seen, the younger you are, the better um, up until, you know, I mean, I'm talking about high school age. uh, So that way you can get the process rolling. But you don't need to invest thousands of dollars in recruiting services and really uh, go to all these showcase tournaments that are out there. Showcase tournament is convenient if you have the colleges that you're interested in attending. If you don't have the colleges that you're interested in attending, it's almost like a waste of time unless you are curious about the colleges that are there. So uh, high school coaches in here, what I do with my players, I bring them in in June, and we try to figure out where they should go to school. Then we try to figure out if there's soccer at the school, and then we go from there. And and uh, uh, there's a lot of kids from the boys' side. You got If you're really serious about soccer and you're a serious soccer player, you really have to leave the state. Um, uh, there's a few exceptions if you want to stay close, you know. But if you're a girl soccer player, the sky's the limit. And uh, uh, it's worth all that training and time that you're putting in. Anyway, uh, I guess I went off on a tangent there, but it's an important tangent because uh, college recruiting right now, uh, if you're a senior, it should already be done. If you're a junior, you got another month to try to get, get a good resume together because the college coaches will be seeing what exactly their needs are after the signing date and you need to stay on their radar. Okay, well, that's going to do it for this week's brief uh, show. Uh, we got so much going on in the club scene and also uh, in the high school scene um, that uh, that we have a short show this week. Don't forget the Sugar Fest. Uh, the deadline to register is October 2nd, but if you contact those uh, the, the staff there, you know, they'll work with you. Um, and they're desperate need again of teams uh, from the U-12 bracket all the way to the U-19 bracket. Okay, U-12 boys and girls, U-13 girls, U-14 girls, U-18 boys, and U-19 girls. And that's going to do it for our abbreviated version of Monday Night Football this week. Remember, we're going to try to start doing our high school preview uh, shows starting next week and all throughout the uh, month of October. 
You still have time to get me the information about your players and your teams and your districts. You can contact me on laprepsoccer.net or at MNFUTBOL on Twitter or Facebook. And uh, if you want to be heard, you got to get me the information. I don't have time to do research on all 200 teams. Uh, so let me know what you got. Let me know what you know. And uh, this show's about you. And uh, we'll try to get the word out as much as we can on Monday Night Football. May God bless you and your families and carpe diem in Christ. Hopefully we'll see you next week. Take care.